0: Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yoko Harmer on IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to Sebring International Raceway, the home of America uh, in in terms of endurance racing and of course the original Uh, venue for the US Grand Prix what a season it's been brilliant work by IMSA by the promoters the series uh, and of course the tracks and the teams drivers and yourselves uh, in terms of making this season happen a little bit of cloud uh, here at Sebring International Raceway as we say hello Uh, To you all on IMSA Radio, IMSA TV and here at Sebring International Raceway. Right in central Florida with 17 corners, three and three quarter miles on concrete. That's been here long before there was a racetrack here in 1950. And the old school nature noted by the fact we have turned names as much as we have turned numbers as well, with Ullman Street and Gurney and Sunset and Jean de Bian Benz, as well, of course, as the hairpin down at turn seven, Tower Turn, just underlining the previous history of this hallowed ground, hallowed concrete, particularly as Hendrick Air Force, Hendricks Air Force Base, that trained bomber crews in uh, the run up and through World War II on flying fortress and liberate their aircraft very much a place that evokes history Uh, Jeremy Shaw is alongside me John Heindorf as we get ready for our 45 minute penultimate round of the season and Jeremy Shaw has the lineup for this all-important first race of a fast Friday here at Sebring
1: Yeah, good morning to everybody. Bright and early start here for the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. Round 15 out of 16 this season. That's more importantly the 222nd out of 23 that will make up the history of this uh, Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA. 18 cars on the starting grid. There are 15 Platinum cars and three Gold Cup cars starting at the very back. It's the championship leader in Gold Cup. That's kind of a, uh, Kurt Sweringen for ACI Motorsports in car kind of number 44, carrying a very, very heavy heart. His father passed away unexpectedly just recently. He will start at the back of the field. Really, all he has to do is start the two races this weekend to be assured of the championship. Alongside him uh, in the 17th position on the grid is Bart Collins in car kind of number five. Moving ahead to row eight, Charlie Craig in car kind of number 76, and Vernon McClure starting a lot further back than he would have anticipated in car kind of number 10. Row seven is Danny Hardy from Florida in calibre 69, alongside Efren Castro in calibre 65. Twelfth position on the starting grid for his first ever pole position in the Gold Cup category for ACI Motorsports in calibre 18, that's Richard Edge. Alongside him, David brawl Senior in calibre 48, all of the top 11 cars are platinum-class contenders. Frank Razzo will start car number 57 in the 10th position, alongside Kurt Hunt in car number 24. Michael Manella in car number 4 will start in the 8th position, alongside Charlie Luck fourth in car number 45. TJ Fisher in car number 56, and Sebastian Carrazo, car number 27, will share row 3 of the grid. Moving on to the second row on the outside, Alan Metney in car number 99, the Masters Cup Championship leader in, for Kelly Moss AM Motorsports. Alongside for JDX Racing in car 11, the Californian Sean McAllister. Onto the front row of the grid, the guy that led most of the practice, all of the practice sessions will start second today. That's Riley Dickinson in car 53 for more speed, but on the pole position, the championship leader. His seventh pole of the year looking to wrap up the championship this weekend for Kelly Moss Roden Racing in car 16 from Ajax, Ontario in Canada. Our pole sitter is Jeff Kingsley
0: that's the way they line up 45 minutes on the clock championship implications of course but for the moment let's not worry about that too much and enjoy the early morning thick still Central Florida air being cracked apart by the flat six four litre direct injections of the Gen 2 991 cup cars at the front of the fields. And the 3.8s of the first generation cup cars that make up the GT3 gold category. All change next year, but that is a little way away for now. And still some silverware to be decided. Coming through the Jean de Bian bends, the safety car lights are off, and we will be going racing next time by the start-finish line on the front straight, although it should be noticed that these cars uh, came out of what we call the WEC pits on the Ullman straight, the back straight, uh, because all of the Challenge Series this weekend uh, will be uh, pitting in that area. So if we see someone go missing... And we can't see them in the front strip pits. It's probably because their pit crews are set up in the WEC pit lane, which they are just passing right now in this beautiful diffused morning light here on the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring weekend presented by Advance Auto Parts. We get things underway with Porsches. just forming up side by side the bright yellow Porsche 911 safety car has the lights out and will pull away through turn 17 at sunset Jeff Kingsley and Riley Dickinson the two championship protagonists right on the front row watch out for Sean McAllister for JDX in the red white and yellow Shell sponsored car and Alan Metney, he's a quick starter too in the all-white car, that's a brand new car for Alan Metney, hadn't even been sign-written earlier on in the weekend, but I noticed that he's got the iFly decals on the door very close, the front row as they come onto the start-finish line and now the pool sitter then controlling the field the green flag is in the air for the penultimate time in 2020 and the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. One, two, three, four, five across the track on the old concrete down into turn one and what a start from Riley Dickinson in the more speed Porsche. He rockets into the lead and takes a decent advantage through turn two and probably already a couple of cars lengths ahead before he heads into the braking area at turn three. Looked as though Jeff Kingsley held on to second place under pressure from Sean McAllister and Alan Metney underneath the Corvette Bridge at Turn 5 and 6. Heading down towards the hairpin at Turn 7. And just did notice a car dropping off the back of the field there. May have been some early contact. Uh, I I think that was Kurt Swearingen actually for ACI Motorsports. The GT3 Gold Class leader as the front of the field heads down. To the far side of the circuit, and already a good lead Jeremy Shaw built up by Riley Dickinson from the More Speed team over his championship contender, or the man he's battling for the championship with, Jeff Kingsley.
1: Yes, indeed, John. A pretty uh, messy start there. It looked like. Uh, I'm sure the uh, officials will be looking at that. Just to make sure there was no that uh, Riley Dickinson didn't go a little bit too soon, but uh, he certainly made a great getaway from Jeff Kings, who was kind of caught napping the pole sitter, but he is in second position. Uh, at the back of the field, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Kurt Ring, and I'm sure all uh, he only needs to do is start both of the races this weekend. So he's had some awful uh, family news this, this week. So, you know, he's not really in, the, in kind of the racing spirit, if you like, at the moment. So uh, I think he's just kind of taking it cautious there. not sure whether he'll even complete the race. but even As long as he starts, he gets the, he gets the points that he needs to uh, pretty much wrap up the championship. We need to do the same again tomorrow. Uh, But uh, that was a great start there by Riley Dickinson. He was the guy who led each of the practice sessions on Thursday. But when when it came down to qualify, Jeff Kingsley, he's been the man this season. He put down a couple of laps to uh, to take the pole position, not only for today's race, but also for tomorrow's finale, because it's a second lap in qualifying that sets the grid for the second race of the weekend, unless... Anybody goes quicker in race one.
0: Yeah, I, and should just notice that it is standard procedure that the IMSA race control will check the start. They'll be doing that now. Uh, those of you with live timing and scoring may see that come up on the race control part uh, of the Alcamel timing uh, and wonder what's going on. Absolutely standard that that is what happens and we'll find out soon enough if there was anything awry with that. Well, the first part is that we've got everybody through the first lap and a bit without any major uh, incident. So what we have at the front of the field is a one and a half second lead by Riley Dickinson who has streaked off uh, into the distance. Charlie Luck battling with TJ Fisher and uh, Michael Manellas right there as well. In 6th, 7th and 8th, Charlie in the rainbow-sided number 45 car sits in second at the moment in the Masters category both in this race and in the Championship Alan Metney in the white number 99 iFly car in fourth in this race leads that Masters category for drivers uh, who have a little more experience of life not necessarily more experience of racing have to be over a number I'll, 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 I'll not even mention that Uh, That carries forward, by the way, into uh, next year as well. There will still be a Pro-Am category for uh, drivers who have a bit more life experience. And we are expecting the 992, between 15 and 20 992 Cup cars, which if you haven't seen a picture of it yet, go and have a look. Uh, It is an awesome-looking thing. And being assured uh, by Porsche in the USA of their continued commitment to this championship and in fact increasing with a brand new championship next year the Porsche Carrera Cup USA all on the East Coast, 8 venues, 16 events and unsurprisingly I think Jeremy giving the terrible uh, news of a significant family bereavement for Kurt Swearingen earlier this week uh, under uh, very shocking conditions uh, not an expected uh, issue at all for poor Kurt and the rest of his family he has pulled off into the pits having started the race and therefore got uh, some points which will put him even one step closer to the championship title
1: yes indeed uh, John and they're carrying a different number this weekend carrying number 44 he regularly uh, ran car number 17 during the season but 44 was uh, uh, his father was a racer as well and uh, he carried that number so uh, Kurt carrying the number 44 in tribute this weekend
0: yeah nice touch And of course our sincere condolences to Kurt, to all of his family and friends. That awful news coming through extremely unexpectedly uh, just this week. Just under 40 minutes to go then at the front of the field. It's still about a second and a half between first and second. Dickinson from Kingsley, then Sean McAllister for JDX Racing. In the Shell sponsored car further down the field, little battles going on as ever. TJ Fisher has Sebastian Carrazo and uh, Charlie Look, the fourth, ahead of him. And down through the Jean de Bian Benz, that battle fairly equidistant at the moment. Sebastian Carrazzo in slightly different colours, Jeremy, this week to what we mm. normally see. him. Normally bright, highlighted yellow, but a three-tone car for Sebastian in the 27, Kelly Moss Road and Race Machine uh, at the moment. Describe that for you again in a few moments' time. Uh, as into the pit lane comes the number 69 car, and now that, again, not expe- expected... Uh, and have they pulled into the main pit? No,
1: well, that's a drive-through penalty for ah. a false start from number 69. Uh, so uh, that was why uh, Danny Hardy is uh, into the pit. There for Vero Beach in Florida, one of the Masters contenders, driving for TPC Racing. He's a, uh, a real estate developer, done a lot of club racing, uh, particularly in the southeast here. So that'll be disappointing for Danny. He was looking forward to a, a, you know, a good, strong race to, to round out the season here. But bet he's going to be able to, to rejoin now, having served that penalty. Yeah, he will be at the back of the field. and He'll near the caution to catch up with anybody else.
0: And served that penalty on the back straight pit as well. I should mention, uh, we were talking about TPC there, the number 18, uh, excuse me, the number 76 uh, TPC racing car, platinum car, did not start this race. It was on the entry list uh, Uh, in the 18-car entry list, but did not start the race. So if uh, you are rooting for that car, sadly, we won't be seeing it in this early morning run here. Just coming up to 10 minutes past 8 on a fast Friday morning with a packed day of racing live in sound and vision across the circuit and across the world with just on 37 minutes to go of the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama, one more round after this one and the lead at the front has been trimmed just a tiny bit, it's just over a second at the moment, was a second and a half from Riley Dickinson to uh, Jeff Kingsley new colour schemes, I mentioned for the 27 car this week and a new sponsor on the side of Sebastian Carrazo's Kelly Moss road and race machine as well Everybody's still making plans for next year, but the teal, blue, uh, yellow and red colour scheme on the 27th uh, this weekend. And the yellow, uh, not even the highlight, the yellow that we saw. So it's not just a new vinyl lid on either end. That is a complete livery change and carrying the Beechwood sponsorship down the side of that car. So thank you to them for supporting Sebastian and uh, the sports. He's in a cracking battle at the moment, Jeremy, for uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh position, right in the middle of he, that.
1: Yeah, he is, isn't he? Uh, Alan still leads the in the Masters can, uh, Masters Cup uh, class in kind of a 99, just one position ahead of Charlie Luck in that uh, group, that familiar green, red, red and white kind of a 45, um, for, for right Motorsports. But uh, the two two youngsters, uh, Sebastian Carrazo and TJ Fisher who's driving number 56 car this weekend for top racing, uh, are uh, hot on his heels. TJ Fisher, by the way, he's taken over this number 56 car from Kenny Murillo, who's driven it for most of the season. And after this race, or after this weekend is done, TJ Fisher is going to be hopping back to California, then down to Baja, where he's going, he's <laughs> going to be competing in an off-road race this weekend. Not, he's not alone, actually. Uh, the, uh, the Porsche Motorsports Manager, uh, over here the USA is Sir Jeremy Sund, he's also gonna be doing it, as is Jeff Stone, who is the chief principal at Kelly Moss Road a dominant force in this championship over the years. He competed in the very, very first race way back in two thousand and five, and competed in every race since then. Seventy wins overall to the credit of Kelly Moss coming into this weekend. Uh, right now Running in second place, however, having had the pole position, Jeff Kings if we it third place, Just a little bit of ground on that last lap as Riley Dickinson said a new fastest lap of the race uh, at a two is 8.0 uh,
0: They are braver men than I. That is uh, a real, real test of uh, stamina down the Baja Peninsula. Something I've always wanted to go and see. I'm not sure I'd want to take part in it, to be honest. I'm not sure I'm up to that. Good luck to them all, of course. Cross the line for the lead. All of a sudden, out of 2.7 seconds, Jeremy. So that was a very good lap last time around by Riley Dickinson. Indeed, the fastest lap of the race.
1: Indeed, Yeah, a, 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 the, 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 he's c- continuing to pull away there.
0: 208.015 208 there from Riley Dickinson. Uh, and that's why that gap has gone up. Jeff Kingsley in second with the green bonnet stripe. Has Sean McAllister now, Jeremy, for uh, company in the JDX racing car?
1: Yep. And uh, that battle for uh, the uh, fifth position continues there. Uh, but uh, now it looks like uh, Charlie Luck is coming, increasing pressure. Uh, and uh, TJ Fisher, having found, found a way past Sebastian Carrazzo is now really putting the pressure on to Charlie Luck as they head into that turn 10, 11, and 12 complex.
0: Such a technical circuit here. Look at Sebring on paper, and you think, right, there's right, a couple of long straights, a couple of twiddly bits here and there, but really it can't be that hard. <laughs> I beg to differ. There are some vagaries here. There's a lot of bumps sometimes. And you've raced on part of this circuit, Jeremy. Sometimes you don't take what looks to be the classic racing line because, and it depends, of course, what car you're racing in, but particularly for GT cars, which are generally speaking quite heavy uh, and they move around a lot, sometimes you're actually having to maybe compromise an entry to a corner or a, a, a traversing through it because of those bumps, which aren't ever getting any better. They do seem to change year on year and just change the the character of some of the
1: corners slightly. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it doesn't get any, any smoother out there uh, with the passing years here, that's for sure, but uh, it's certainly, you know, the, the, the challenge has always been there. It remains uh, and it, it's just a, you know, a great race track. A lot of drivers, well, some drivers kind of complain about the bumps, but the the real racers don't. It's just part of the character of this racetrack. And that's one of the great things, I think, about uh, the Porsche GT Cup Challenge and IMSA in general, is the the whole broad uh, array of tracks on which they compete during a regular season.
0: Yes, agree with that, Jeremy, very much, because and the, the other thing that we love about this championship and that this element that I'm about to talk about won't disappear is the nice mix that we have between what I might call, and you and I might call, career drivers, tend to be younger drivers coming up through the ranks, they get in a race in front of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship team owners, managers... And, and indeed sponsors uh, and people who are still racing for the sheer enjoyment of it because they've got to a place in their life where they have uh, the, the wherewithal both in time and in finance to still be able to race and that's exactly what is going on out on the circuit at the moment as the white number 56 which is one of those young chargers uh, that being TJ Fisher passes Charlie Look who is certainly enjoying uh, he's racing for right motorsport and that was for fifth position classic Sebring overtake into one of the uh, right-handed 90 degree corners heavy braking area from a fast run uh, that makes for a good opportunity to overtake and that's exactly what TJ just did
1: yeah beautifully executed there for, for TJ a little bit disappointed to qualify back in the in the sixth position he has a good uh, strong weekend uh, last time out in, in these cars but uh, he's he sort of struggling a little bit for pace here at Sebring, uh, of course, we're on the, the streets of Saint Petersburg, not too far away from here, only a couple of hours' drive away from here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, so uh, weeks ago now, but uh, he's, uh, he, he's he's into the groove now. Is T.J. Fisher, and I think he's perhaps you know, he, the, the bumps here at Sebring. They'll probably serve him well for next week when it goes down to Baja.
0: <laughs> well, the hashtag for Sebring International Raceway has been for quite some time. Respect the bumps. And you really do have to do that. Sebastian Carrazzo now just porting the new teal blue nose of the 27 Porsche out from underneath the rear wing of Charlie Look in sixth position. That's six and seventh together. Not too far back is the ACI Motorsports number 24 car as well with the very, very bright purple flashes on that car. And that car's going to make this another three-way battle. And that, again, will be for 6th, 7th and 8th position. Jeremy?
1: Yeah, it will. And uh, Kurt Hunt's closing quite nicely there in a number 24 in the 8th position. Uh, Kurt is uh, another newcomer to this series this year. is from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, driving another of the uh, ACI motorsports cars. Uh, and uh, yeah, he has moved up very, very nicely there. He's, he's, he's really putting the pressure now on Sebastian Car- Sebastian who was last year's Gold Cup champion, of course, for Puerto Rico. And uh, Kurt Luck now is, uh, is really beginning, yeah, almost, almost beginning to put the pressure, I would say, onto uh, Corraza. And Charlie Luck is hanging on there. Charlie Luck's had a really good uh, recent uh, uh, championship. He's been, been, been over 20 races since his last. A, a masters class win but he finally put that that to rights at uh, at uh, uh michelin raceway road atlanta last month uh, where he swept the weekend it was a bad weekend for uh, for alan metney and uh, charlie luck stepped up to the plate he won three races in a row they also won one of the two rounds in the masters cup at st petersburg as well so it's been a really good end to the season for charlie luck the fourth in car 45
0: we got left on the clock. 28 minutes, let's call it. So about a third of the race completed. Remember, we started off with uh, 30 minutes on the clock. Just a little locked Yokohama Mahama going into turn 17. Sunset by Charlie Look in the Rainbow 40. Oh, now hang on. Hang on. This is unusual. Now, maybe that wasn't a lockup. Maybe that was a little bit of smoke coming out of the left hand rear exhaust of that car on the downshift, I thought it was a locked Yokohama, but there's definitely something, now is that scraping the ground is there a Yokohama catching on the inner wheel arch on the uh, right rear excuse me, right hand side of that, uh, at the back of that car there's definitely something awry there Jeremy Uh, and again that's the sort of thing that rarely gets better When there's still half an hour of the race to go, yes, it is getting, it is getting worse. And I was right the first time. I should have steered with that. It is coming from the left-hand rear of that number 45 car, and race control will be seeing that as well and asking the corner workers if they can smell oil or see anything going down onto the
1: circuit. Yeah, they will. And a little bit further back down the order, this is the battle for the Gold Cup category between Car Number 65, Efri Castro, and Richard Edge, who was a first-time pole sitter. Uh, in the ACI car car number 18 but uh, it was Efri Casho who got the advantage at the start and he is uh, leading now but he's not being able to pull away at all from Richard Edge. He's been far away the best uh, performance of the season for for Richard here. He's really stepping up to the plate with Kurt Swing and his ACI teammates already in the pits and out of this race. Richard Edge though is uh, hurrying Efri Casho really really hard as we see Savantri Carrazo doing the same to Charlie Luck. They just said a new fastest oh, lap. Pit stop. The uh, rates and all cup there is Charlie Luck comes into the pit.
0: Yeah, and I think that is because yeah. they've realised that there is a, a, an in a, 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 a problem. This is on the back straight, so he pulls off just before turn 16, and clearly some kind of problem for Charlie. He'll be disappointed with that, and with that, I think goes any chance of the Masters category in platinum Jeremy particularly with Alan Metney leading that class at the moment
1: yeah I mean yes absolutely that's correct Uh, Alan Metney had a a pretty commanding 27 point lead coming into these uh, final couple of races so really all he needed to do was start them uh, and indeed, uh, Alan Metany is doing a lot, a lot better than that. He's running in the fourth position overall and uh, comfortably ahead of all the other Masters class contenders. So uh, this will indeed wrap it up for uh, Alan Metney if he can stay where he is right now. This battle for Gold Cup is still carrying on.
0: Yeah. And that is going on at full tilt. And well done to Richard Edge for holding on to the black and yellow car of... Uh, the Efren Castro TPC racing car because Efren has been very quick indeed and Richard just getting better and better I reckon through yeah. this season his confidence levels really come up had a really good couple of weekends at uh, Road Atlanta the first race uh, weekend that we had at Road Atlanta he, uh, he put in a decent performance and uh, you know it's one of those things Jeremy driving, racing, driving is, a much, is much about what's going on in the side, the head, at it is with what you do with your hands and your feet, uh, and he's really got some confidence now.
1: Well, he has. You know, he's, he's had uh, a, a, a several second-place finishes in the Gold Cup, category as Richard Edge, uh, but uh, both in qualifying and race, but not yet a, a win. He, he got his first pole yesterday, and he's still looking for that first win. He, he's Richard Edge, has set the fastest lap of the race, the armor fastest lap of the race at the moment in the. Gold Cup, but the two minutes 12.456 that just edges out. Every catch. there's one minute 12.488. The a, a second between those two in that times, and it's uh, remaining that way out on the racetrack as well.
0: That's Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Hindhoff and there are 23 and a bit minutes to go. Let's call it 23 and a half for the sake of it. Has. Efren Castro guides his car through the last part of the Jean Debian Benz and onto the long back straight. Got another battle a little further up the field. Eighth and ninth. Michael Manella and Bart Collins. Both MCR racing Porsches. Both very white. Both in the platinum class. You can tell that because they've got black numbers. And. Manella from Collins at the moment 4 from 5 going through uh, turn 3, now have they just swapped over there they have haven't they so that's Collins just gone uh, through is it, yes it is Yes. so that looked to be team orders there to be honest
1: because there wasn't much fighting there well, they're teammates, uh, that's for sure. And, uh, and Bart Collins, he's making his first start in the Platinum class this weekend. He's been driving a, uh, a Gold Cup car up until now. And uh, he's done a really, really good job. Both of these two are from Florida. Bart Collins is from Pembroke Pines. Michael Manella from Boca Raton. As I say, teammates at MCR Racing. Uh, and uh, I think Michael realised there that Bart was a little bit quicker so he's going to let him go, he's not going to get a stand in his way and it is now uh, Bart Collins who, who has the lead in their, in their intra-team battle and he moves up into the 8th position overall, a really good run for Bart Collins. Riley Dickinson
0: has set sail at the front of the field, we haven't spoken about him for a while, now over 4 seconds to the good over Jeff Kingsley in the number 16, Kelly Moss Rodriguez, the white with the green, striped down the middle uh, and then it's about uh, another four, five seconds back to Sean McAllister, then a couple of seconds back to Metney. And then TJ Fisher has about eight seconds to make up. So fairly equidistant until we get down to the battle for the gold category in 13th and 14th overall. Castro and Edge 65 and 18, yellow and black in front of the shades of blue and white lovely colour scheme uh, on the number 18 Porsche A little bit of black on the flanks of that car as well and just on the nose sort of a nod to the Porsche Works colours with the shield uh, on the front end of there in that metallic blue looks very good indeed uh, for the ACI motorsports driver Richard Edge hasn't won his class this season yet but has only one car ahead of him to get into the lead with still 20 minutes to go here at Sebring International Raceway for the second-to-last race of the 2020 IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama season. Down into turn one, Jeremy, Efren Castro with his mirrors still pretty full of Richard Edge. Richard not quite close enough, though, to put a... A real determined move on that black and yellow 911 ahead and as I say that of course at turn three he just starts to close in and starts to look a a little more interested in taking that lead spot in GT3 gold.
1: Yes super battle going on between these two Uh, and uh, Efri Castro uh, has uh, his has his work cut out here? He's been the uh, closest contender to Kurt Sweringer all the way through the season. He's had uh, he's won the category on five occasions this year. Has Efren, to the nine of Kurt Swaringen. but now uh, in the in that third position, Richard Edge is is uh, he's, he's had a good season certainly for him. He's just getting better and better and better, and with his teammate Kurt Waringen not in the uh, in the fray this this morning. Uh, Richard Edge is really looking for that first win he's clearly got a good car, he has set the fastest lap, he's actually reset the fastest lap of the race uh, last time around at 2 minutes 12.409 for Richard Edge in that second place car, number 18 in the Gold Cup category
0: Yeah remember Kurt swearing and only needing to start both of the races this weekend to win the championship Uh, has already pulled out of this one we expect to see him later on this Fast Friday to start the race and claim the championship. A little bit of damage, a bit of rubbing on the left front of the 65 of Efren Castro. Now, haven't seen that in this race. That might be a wee battle scar from earlier on the weekend. It does, maybe my eyes deceive me, looking like the left front headlight was slightly pointing towards the middle of the car. Might just be the, the way the light is falling on it this early morning still only coming on just at half past 8 8.30 in the morning here at Sebring and the overhead conditions really diffusing the light in places around Sebring International Raceway, lovely stuff very used to seeing a bit of low lying fog across the areas around this former training base Air Force training base always when we get here in March for the traditional time of year that the mobile one twelve 12 of of Sebring runs always puts me in mind of Le morning in June with that temperature inversion and the low-lying mist uh, around the area beside the racetrack. As a colleague of ours, Charles Dressing, who hills uh, not too far away from where we are now up in Jacksonville, uh, always uh, used to say it to me about Le Mans maniacs driving at 200 miles an hour through an impressionist painting when the fog came, early morning fog came down at the Circuit de la Sade. he was much better at words than I am but I know exactly what he means and that conjures up images that, that we often see in the early morning here as well 17 minutes to go, Sean McAllister has Still got Alan
1: Metney for company. Looks like Metney's well, closed in a little bit there. He, he has. He's been closing, uh, he, he's been closing pr- pretty, pretty steadily uh, on the, that third-place car of Sean McAllister. The gap now down to 1.3 seconds. a Half a second, Alan Metney pulled in on McAllister last time around. Uh, and, in fact, uh, McAllister, I think he's upping his pace as well. He's a, a little bit closer to the second-place car of Jeff Kingsley than he was previously. If Kingsley... Settled in now to a pretty comfortable second place. Riley Dickinson uh, on the previous lap. We've just completed 13 laps on lap 14. Uh, and um, Riley Dickinson on the previous lap said a new fastest lap of the race. 1 minute 7.7. that's, that's uh, quite a long way away from the old lap record. The lap record here that was set back in 2017 by but uh, he's certainly in control this race out front but absolutely not very much in control is Efrain Castro in the gold cup he still leads it but the gap between himself and Edge remains at less than a half a second Turn three for the gold
0: battle yellow wing mirrors or door mirrors should I say it, more accurately yellow flashes on the shade band at the top of the windscreen And yellow wing end plates, as well as yellow number panels for gold cup cars. These are the uh, slightly older 991 cup cars. Generation 1 or Gen 1 in Porsche parlance. 3.8 engine, the last of the Metzger-engined Porsche cup cars, of course. What a history that engine has down through the years in both the 3.6 and 3.8 configuration these cars coming to the end of their racing life in the Porsche Cup next year it will be 992 the brand new body shape mirroring the street cars 992 been on sale for a little while now Uh, And the 991 Gen 2 will be grandfathered in for a season as well. So expect to see some of the cars that we have on track at the moment back for the brand-new Porsche Carrera Cup North America in 2021. With a bit of luck, we'll be talking about it again, Jeremy, because I can't wait to see Mm. those 992 Cup cars. I've seen pictures. I've not seen video of them moving at the moment. But they look absolutely stunning. Across the start line and down into Turn 1 now. We've got the battle for 11th and 12th. David Brulé Sr. and Victor McClure. Kelly Moss and TPC racing two of the big teams. The Uber teams, I suppose you could call them. Multiple cars being run out of their paddock areas. Under 14 minutes to go now. And these two having a scrap for 11th and 12th in category.
1: They are. For Vernon McClure there in in car 10, So disappointing qualifying run uh, for him. He, he's normally uh, further up the order than, than this, but uh, he's he's now closed up on uh, David Brulee and looking to, to make that pass and get up inside uh, the, well, the, the battle, as you say, for 11th position. But now side by side of the two Gold Cup contenders heading towards the hairpin.
0: Brilliant stuff, and again another classic overtaking manoeuvre underneath the wall over bridge. Castro's gone to the right-hand side to defend to the inside of the corner. Richard Edge, that was brilliant stuff from both drivers. We often talk about racing room, perfect illustration of it just there as they went side by side, but with great respect for each other. Edge knew he was going to have to go around the long way trying to get to the second part of turn seven, the left-handed part first and stick his nose in wasn't quite able to do that, and meantime Sean McAllister has been caught going through turn one by the Masters category leader Alan Metney, so that's another battle that's coming to life with just over 12 minutes to go
1: this race really is livening up isn't it now we're uh, not, not not so in the lead because riley dickinson he's just cruising now uh to it's 8.7 last time around so a full second away from his fastest lap of the race but some of the other these other contenders uh, they're on it right now uh, and uh, alan metney having closed in on sean mccallister he's looking to get uh, not only another masters class win which would be uh, his uh uh, seven uh, eight nine his tenth of the season but also trying to get back on the overall podium uh, that would be for the uh, for the fifth time this year so it's been a really good season for Alan Metley. meanwhile back in the Gold Cup class this is this battle just continues and both of these two are pushing themselves to the limit oh, yeah. uh, a new fastest lap a couple of laps ago for Efrain Castro now who's retaken the edge if you excuse the pun Very good. Uh, in terms of fastest lap uh, to his 12.0 the two minutes, 12.1 of uh, Richard Edge, but this battle is hot and heavy right now.
0: Down into turn three again, and there is not even a quarter of a 911's length between these two cars, taking a wide entry into turn four, straightening it up for turn five, that pretty much runs into turn six, big bend underneath the bridge, the new-ish couple of seasons old now that uh, corvette drive over bridge back down to the hairpin used to go straight on there of course and run much closer to the edge of the property but that was deemed um, I think reasonably a little bit too dangerous with the kind of speed that the cars were getting up to there was zero runoff area there there's a public roadway just outside of that and I have seen somebody who's brakes filled in a an historic event Go straight on there, crash through the gates, and have to drive back round uh, and in through the hotel car park to get back to the pits. Uh, so that was shortened up quite a few years ago now. Uh, one, one or two of the uh, older generation who've been around for a while originally called that not the hairpin but the safety pin uh, to <laughs> reflect why that had been put in. But you've got to say, Jeremy, down through the years, whatever slight amendments have been made here at Sebring. What the, you can never take away here, so long as you're using the old taxiways uh, and the old, uh, the old uh, concrete runways, uh, is you cannot, simply, cannot take away the character and the atmosphere of this place. It's absolutely magnificent. Uh, and in road racing terms, probably unparalleled in, in the US
1: yeah i know it, it is great down the history here it just it is uh, tremendous uh, but now uh, sean mccallis having to defend from alan metney i think that's the the lapped car of uh, danny hardy just ahead of them on the racetrack uh but uh, this is going to give uh, kind of Renewed impetus, I think, for Alan Metney to try and find a way past Sean McAlshen. So, and certainly as we saw uh, under break of the turn ten, McAlshen was uh, beginning to adopt a, a defensive line there. He's kind of looking these mirrors and making sure, or trying to make sure, there's no way through, no, no way through for Alan Metney So I think at this point, uh, he's he's going to be uh, held up there. I think is is uh, Sean McAlshen is going to give the opportunity uh, heading into Jean de Benz
0: for Alan Metney side by side, John, absolutely together. They pull out to the right hand side and through goes Metney. Metney takes the over the position, and that then is a podium spot for the Masters leader. He has won outright this year. First time for a very long time that someone from the Masters had won. Oh, and off! The 24 has gone off the circuit, and that looks to have been quite a big incident. Over at the Jean de Biand Benz, but gets going again. Do you know, for a moment, I thought it was a different car, but it is, in fact, Kurt Hunt. Now, did he jump or was he pushed in the SEI motorsports car? He was running inside the top ten. He's dropped back a little bit. Meantime, back to that battle for third overall. We stayed green there, by the way good work by race control sometimes no call is the right call they just waited to see whether that was going to play out and it did and the battle for third is side by side again going down through turn six to turn seven chains of surface very difficult breaking there Round the outside McAllister's giving it a go and get the inside for the next part of the the corner but drops back in again this is quality stuff Total commitment from both drivers as they battle for the final step on the podium.
1: Great start up for you, say Good battle. there and I don't think uh, there'd been any uh, shenanigans there for Kurt Hunt. He was chasing after Sebastian Carraro. I don't think he was close enough there to make a move. He probably just uh, lost it on his own there. But this battle for what is now third position is absolutely the best battle on the racetrack. Uh, Aside from the uh, Gold Cup task, which which continues. But Alan Metley having got that position. Uh, uh, now having started uh, in the fourth position on this uh, on, in this race and fallen back quite a long way. He fell about as much as three and a half seconds behind Sean McAllister in the early stages. He's made up that deficit and got the lead and Al Metney will want to hold it.
0: It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter which circuit you're on we always seem to find a really tight battle in the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. The gold battle is down at turn seven in front of the hotel and it's still that... Yellow and black, number 65 of Efron Castro for TPC Racing. He's got the Yokohama fastest lap of the race in the gold class. Two minutes, 12.072 at the front of the field. It's Riley Dickinson with a 2.077. That is a very good lap indeed from Riley Dickinson for the Yokohama fastest lap in platinum. Now, there's been another change of position as well as Vernon McClure has just nipped by in the last lap or so uh, in uh, David uh, Brule Sr, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Uh, So that was the battle for 11th and 12th, and 11th at the moment is the number 10 car. Don't, it doesn't take much to confuse me. I'm a bearer of small brain. Do like that white with red stripe car, and McClure then takes over the position, and is put, what, eight, nine cars lengths uh, into the car that he was battling, David Price Sr.
1: He has, and uh, it's, that has been a good battle. And again, a nice clean pass there for that position as the two Gold Cup leaders head down the Alec Oldman straight one more time. And uh, it looks like now this might be the uh, the biggest lead that Efren Castro has <laughs> uh, this entire race. It might be as much as three or four cars length as they're headed to Sunset Bed on this time around. But I don't think Richard Edge has given up the, uh, given up the battle just yet.
0: And suddenly, just under five minutes to go. Where has the last 40 minutes disappeared to? So not only are Porsche great-looking and sounding race cars, but apparently they have the ability to bend time as well because we seem to have dropped into some kind of crease in the time-space continuum. I have no clue where the time since the start has disappeared to. And still, we have a great battle for the gold category lead. Efren Castro and Richard Edge. Richard will know every square inch of the back of that TPC racing black and yellow car ahead of him as he goes down to turn seven. It's been a fairly lonely race for most speeds. Riley Dickinson at the front of the field who rounds turn one, giving himself plenty of room uh, on the right hand exit curb. They're barely running the right hand side. Yoga Harmer's Maybe an inch, maybe an inch and a half onto the serrated curb there. Just gives a little bit of feedback through the suspension and the steering to let you know how close you are to the edge of the road. The number 53 car has not been headed since he took the lead at the drop of the green flag. Started on the outside of the front row and has made best that position. Now pulling out to a 13 and a half second lead. Can't say that about Castro and Edge, who continue to have their elbows out and fists clenched in a proper, proper battle at the front of goal. Jeremy Shaw.
1: Yeah, it's a really good battle, isn't it, between these two. And, you know, they've both been turned some really good lap times. Uh, Last time around mid mid 2 minute 12, so within a half a second of their fastest laps of the race. Uh, And I think Efrid Castro, now he's kind of put his head down, he's focusing forward, and he's trying to uh, put a bit of distance between himself and uh, Richard Edge. And uh, it's, what, four or five car lengths as they head into Sunset Bed this time around, so uh, almost identical lap times being turned by these two, even now in the latter stages of this race. Probably be uh, a couple of laps to go.
0: Sunshine beginning to break through the early morning mist and low cloud at Sebring International Raceway the home of American endurance racing and the original venue for the U.S. Grand Prix. My goodness, the history that this place has seen down through the years. And this weekend adds to the stories that could be told from this circuit with the final couple of rounds of the IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yokohama. And the final couple of rounds in the championship as we move to a Porsche Carrera Cup USA for 2021 and the gold cup category is going out in style with Efren Castro and Richard Edge still at it under two minutes to go and they are still battling for the penultimate top step of the podium for this 2020 season TPC Racing versus ACI the two teams that have been battling for this championship Kurt Swearingen, with one hand on the championship trophy, only needed to start both of the races this weekend. He started race one and retired. He'll start the second one, I'm sure, earlier uh, later on this Fast Friday. 90 seconds to go. Looks like there'll be another lap after this one through the Jean de Biand bends. Really difficult for Richard Edge to continue to keep up his concentration. He has been right in the wheel tracks. Of Efren Castro, Jeremy Short, for what? 40, 40 minutes? Maybe more.
1: Yeah, 44 minutes, a 45 minute race. <laughs> We've got exactly a minute to go now. So it'll be, and, you know, and he's got closer again. This has been a good lap for Richard Edge. He's closed that gap to Efren Castro, just a, a car length, maybe a car length and a half behind as they head into Sunset Bend. And he's going to look to the inside. That was so
0: brave. Very difficult to get done white flag this time around three and three quarter miles for oh I didn't see a white flag this time around so the leader must be far enough ahead that the leader who of course is Riley Dickinson the overall leader must have got through with enough time to do one more so there's this and one more I reckon so that's very interesting We've, we've, we've got a little more that's fantastic We promise you 45 minutes and we're going to over deliver. Yeah, seven seconds on the clock. White flag this time for Riley Dickinson. He's the leader of the race. So spot on by race control. They were watching the clock counting down. I hadn't realized that Riley was so far up the road, but he's got 13 and a half seconds on the rest of the platinum class field. So excellent. We get a bit of extra racing, Jeremy Shaw, from the gold category. And that means another lap for Richard Edge to plan, to scheme, to try and find somewhere where his Porsche from ACI Motorsports is slightly better than the TPC racing car driven by Efren Castro ahead.
1: Yeah, no complaints for me to see another lap of this uh, this intense Correct. battle, uh, because Richard Edge really uh, has closed right in on the tail of Mastan Castro, and there's nothing between them as they head through turn 13. Uh, it'll be one more lap complete, uh, after this one, won't it? Because they are they haven't they haven't yet taken the, the white flag. A couple of uh, late retirements, by the way, both Kurt Hunt and Bart Collins, unfortunately, just been into the pits over the last couple of laps, and I think they've parked their cars. So that was a shame, particularly. For Bart Collins, who was running up there in the seventh position, looking for his career best finish. Unfortunately, that's going to come not going to happen this morning, but maybe later on in the day.
0: Yeah, and I did notice that uh, Frank Raswell got by Vernon McClure a lap or so uh, a go. So whether uh, Frank had made a mistake and dropped back no. or whether he's fighting it, uh, his way back through. Uh,
1: other way around, actually. It's Vernon McClure who's closing on Frank Razzo in fact. Oh, right. Well, he, he must Verne have, McClure, he must yeah, have he got, really, got past Verne him. McClure got past David Goulet yeah. and now he's closing on, on Frank Razzo.
0: Yeah, he, he must have actually, from at least at the line, got past Frank Razzo oh. because I did see the notification on the timing screen, the little green arrow to say Frank Razzo had made up a position, so um, they have. But they must have been very close together at one stage, uh, as they were battling. And there's the pass coming out of turn one. Well, we said time to plot and scheme. He didn't need to take the three and three-quarter miles. Richard Edges into the lead of Gould and Platinum for the penultimate race of the 2020 season has been dominated by Riley Dickinson of More Speed. He takes the victory. But Edge and Efren Castro are side-by-side side through Big Bend. Edge was in the lead. He's to the right-hand side, the inside of the circuit at Turn 7. They turn in too wide. My goodness, again, this is brilliant stuff. Well, these guys. I think and I hope that this ends... In the same way that it's been raced for the previous 46 and a half minutes, uh, Jeremy. Because these two guys have been in a cracking race. Down the outside again for Efren Castro. They'll go side by side and the do touch. They do touch and Castro goes up in the air. He's going to spin on the very damp grass. Takes out one of the advertising hoardings. And Richard Edge will take his first victory of the season. It was optimistic by Efrain Castro but it is the last lap of the race as he tried to go round the outside going into a turn 10 and there was just a little touch hmm. side by no. side wheel to wheel there yeah
1: no that was uh that was unnecessary i i in my opinion for Richard Edge it was Efrain Castro had made a mistake at turn one to slide wide and give Richard Edge the lead but uh for my money there Richard, they, they, they were side by side through the middle of the corner and uh, Richard Edge just tracked out much wider than he needed to in my opinion. Uh, of course he was taking a tighter line so he needed to use more room on the exit. It, but the car was already there alongside him. Stuart's going to have a look at, look at that but it's certainly been a fantastic battle between these two and it's certainly going to be uh, Richard uh, Edge who's going to come across to take the and flag for the first time in his Gold Cup career.
0: Chequered flag is out and Richard Edge who's Improved race on race in 2020. Takes his first Gold Cup category of the season for ACI. Taking the lead at the start of the last lap. But contact at turn 10 has been looked at by race control as Castro comes through in second position. And the TPC racing driver, well, can't see his demeanour through the windscreen and underneath the helmet they had raced so cleanly together shame they came together at the end Uh, side by side racing and i wouldn't like to call that one from race control and gets the decision made there I'm always of the opinion that if you put yourself on the outside, you've put yourself in trouble and you shouldn't expect somebody to wave you by. I know Jeremy doesn't see it that way.
1: You just don't drive somebody off the road. Uh, you, know, you, you, just, you have respect, uh, which, which is, as you say, exactly what they had on the way through that race. But Take nothing away from the youngest driver in the field, Riley Dickinson, just 18 years of age. That was a magnificent victory for Riley Dickinson.
0: Yes, uh, and uh, Jeff Kingsley in second with Alan Metney. Uh, winning the masters on the platinum in the uh, in the platinum class and on the overall platinum podium great wins then for Riley Dickinson question mark over Richard Edge that's been looked at that was your first race this weekend from Sebring for the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA by Yorker Harbor
1: this program is a radio show limited production
0: tell your friends there's more at radiolamont.com.